0: All right. Hello. Uh, welcome back to the Pumpkin Seeds Podcast. I am your host, uh, Shana Davy Lynn Blanford, Shana Davy Lynn Pick, one of the two. I haven't really decided which one I want yet. Um, today is going to be awfully representative of my brain. Um, I feel like I say that at the beginning of every single one of these. Let me tell you why. So I have a topic in mind that I'd like to discuss. And I came up with this topic idea months ago. It was actually one of the first ones that I wanted to talk about. But I just never really felt the right inspiration. Uh, The words just didn't come out properly. And what's going on right now has kind of got me thinking a little bit about it. And I feel like they tie in together. And if they don't, we'll just be rambling on here and eventually we'll reach some sort of um, point. One thing before I start, I do want to say, for those of you that are listening to these regularly, um, if you're getting sick and tired of just listening to my voice, I plan on having some guests on. Um, I'm just A, very new to this, and B, for those that don't know, I normally live in Ottawa, but because of the lockdown, the lockdown happened during Christmas, and I was at home with my family. Um, And in Ottawa, I live in a small apartment with a roommate with very little room to exercise um, and my parents have a home gym and so when they put us in lockdown on boxing day I was like why the hell would I go back to my apartment when I could just stay here I'm already here um, and that way I have the gym to use my parents can help me with groceries for a little bit and they live in a pretty nice area in the country so I have the opportunity to go outside for walks and all that stuff so I am currently not in my apartment um, so my internet is horrendous uh it's like we call it country or net it's really bad so that's why my podcasts are going to be a little bit irregular for the next couple of weeks i'm sorry i'm doing the best that i can but i'm in school and my brother's in school and my dad works from home full-time online and we're just really struggling with having any sort of bandwidth for the rest of us so please bear with me but i promise i have not gone away i have not given up i am still here one second i'm taking a drink of my drink What I want to talk about is failure and the space between deciding to do something and succeeding at doing something. I mentioned a little bit of this on my Instagram yesterday, uh, but I kind of would like to expand on it, if you will. Um, And I'm going to try to keep this under a half an hour because I've got class soon. So bear with me here. So the reason I want to talk about failure is... The more I think about my life, I've I'm when I sorry, the more I think about who I am as a person and and how I'm becoming, um, I've really become a very self-reflective person. And I'm recognizing, with all of my self reflecting, that um big moments in my life, like big decisions that end up being really positive things or really change um who I am as a person or how I see myself or the direction my life goes, they all stemmed from something that Seemed at the time like a fail. Um, And the more I think about that, the more I think about, like, you know, what is failure? How do we define failure? And in my 24 year old brain, when I think, what is failure? I think, well, it's the opposite of success, right? But then you have to think, what is success? And then you get into this really crazy scrambled egg situation in your brain about the like what what is failure and success so i'm going to ramble on uh for this episode about my personal opinions on how i have defined success most of my life and then how i from that decided to define failure and hopefully we'll get to some sort of point by the end of this um So, to me, let's start with my first failure. Um, My first failure was I had a terrible high school experience. I had wonderful friends. I had four really wonderful close friends that kept me sane through high school. But in terms of, like, making multiple friends and socializing and accepting people for who they are and accepting myself for who I was, I did a terrible job. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure that's what high school is for, um, it's for judgment of your peers and yourself constantly, but I don't love that that was my experience. I looked at my sister and my brother and their experiences of high school and, you know, they're going to grow up into adults who say things like, you know, oh, you know, high school was the best time of my life or sometimes I wish I could go back and I'm like, I couldn't, I'd rather fucking, I'd rather lose a foot. I would rather lose a foot than go back to a single f- moment in high school. Um, and I wish that that, I, I, I wish I had it done better, but What I learned from ostracizing myself and alienating myself in high school was that I learned a lot about who I was very early on. I spent a lot of time alone with myself, with my insecurities. Um, And part of that led me to bodybuilding, which uh would lead to my first show and my first show taught me a lot about who i am and what i'm capable of by myself which i think as an insecure uh young lady i really needed that i needed to know that if i made a decision to do something i was actually capable of doing it um as someone who started and stopped a lot of things uh that was an important piece to um, who i am today Um, and then the second piece of failure that came, uh, out of there. So the first piece of failure is I just basically failed high school. Like I passed, I graduated, but in terms of like having like wonderful memories, looking back on the the days where I was like part of sports teams or or clubs or groups, I didn't do anything. I, 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 really didn't try and I, I should have, I wish I had of, if, if I'd even, you know, most people don't have friends. Or like are lonely in high school. And then like do really well in school. I didn't even do that. I don't know what I did in high school. But like I. Nothing to show for it. Um, Except for like I said. Three really close friends. And if they're listening to this. I don't want them to think that. I totally forgot about them. I do still have three friends from high school. That I talk to. That I love dearly. Um, Anyways I digress. So after my first show. We all know if you listen to the first episode. um, And if you haven't. Please go and listen to that. Otherwise you have no idea who I am. Or why you should even listen to me. Um, But. From that first show was where I developed uh, most of my eating disorders. Of course, they weren't all from the show. Most of them were already inside me, but the show kind of like woke them out of their slumber. Um, And that's what led to my second failure, which was I went straight from my first show into a quick off-season, air quotations, uh, and then jumped right back into a prep. Um, Clinging onto this prep... As something that was going to save me. It was going to, you know, oh, make everything better. Prepping made everything better because I wasn't fat and I didn't hate myself anymore. Um, And also it helped me ignore the fact that I didn't know how to eat anymore uh, without someone telling me what to have and when. So jumped right into that prep and really quickly recognized that there was something wrong with my brain and the way I was seeing my body and the way that I was looking at foods because I was maybe a hundred pounds soaking wet, abs, all the things, shoulder striations. And I thought I was a disgusting fat whale and I spent most of the time crying. Um, And so that's when I, I dropped out of that first show. So that's my second failure is dropping out of that first show. And I call it a failure because there is nothing more embarrassing for someone of that. At that time, there was nothing more embarrassing to me than everybody in my community everybody at my gym community everybody in the small bodybuilding community that i knew of knowing that i was getting ready for the show a big show the toronto pro show and four weeks before the show four six somewhere around there uh i just couldn't do it anymore and i dropped out and it wasn't that i was forced to drop out because uh something happened um i wasn't being held by anything There was no reason for me to drop out other than the fact that I couldn't do it. Of course, this is what I was telling myself, right? I wasn't strong enough. I just couldn't do it. I failed. Uh, And it was really, really embarrassing for me. Um, But in that short time that I was alone and dealing with that, and I specify alone because of something important that happens next, but I'll get to that. Um... I learned to trust myself uh, when it came to understanding food and not my body just yet, but understanding food and how to feed my body for my goals. Um, And when I say this, I'm talking about tracking macros or understanding the macronutrients in food, so how food is made up. Um, You have to understand that before my show, uh, all the way to probably halfway through my, my first prep... Um, I didn't know anything about food. So anything my coach told me not to eat, I was like, okay, that's bad. That food will make you fat. And this includes things like salmon, (laughs) apples, um, cheese, uh, yogurt, any form of dairy, really. So anything that wasn't like chicken and like a certain number of vegetables, um, I was like, okay, that's not good. And blueberries. I was allowed to have blueberries. And it wasn't until my second prep that I was, like, really on social media. That's kind of when Instagram and, like, fitness Instagram people kind of, like, blew up. Um, and I was watching a lot of them and watching a lot of fitness YouTube, and I, like, educated myself on the fact that actually your body doesn't demonize apples, um, and salmon won't make you fat. Just, like, you know, uh, Rice Krispies aren't the devil. And you know, you can't have a cookie and you won't explode. Um, and so I did educate myself. And then I became very into IFYM, which is if it fits your macros, which is just a clever way that the that fitness influencers told people that they just do math to eat their food. They don't worry about following any sort of specific diet. They just do math. Um, and I like that. For, what's funny is as someone who barely passed high school math and told themselves that they were su- stupid and didn't understand numbers, there was something about the the fact that I could figure out exactly how much my body needed in order to not get fat um, with numbers that like really set my, my soul on fire and like calmed my nerves. Um, so anyways, I did a lot. I, I learned a lot. I educated myself. And so that taught me that I can make a decision for my own health and well-being and i can stick behind it um to jump ahead of the story i stayed away from bodybuilding for about four years but in that four years i did not miss a workout and i did not fall off any diet uh or number of of like numbers caloric numbers that i set for myself um i did my best to learn how to do um slow increases in my calories to build muscle and then how to do slow decreases in my calories to lose fat and i played with that for the four years um i also played with you know being a vegetarian being a vegan being paleo um not eating anything out of a box bag or can not eating anything i didn't make myself um no sugar no gluten the only thing i didn't do was keto because well I think anyone who knows me knows how I feel about that. Um, So yeah, so I tried everything. I educated myself. Now, in terms of the other pieces of my issues, for the reason why I dropped out of that second show, uh, my, my insecurities with my body, my body image, and my body dysmorphia, those things I did not work on. Um, instead, I armed myself with education and I focused on those things as a way to distract from the looming uh, body dysmorphia monster that was living inside my brain. And it wasn't until It wasn't until I got out of um, the third failure. well, I mean, Breakups are never really failures. Like, so what I, what I would consider a failure in this instance is the actual relationship itself. Um, looking back, this is one of those relationships and ladies or gentlemen, if you're listening, uh, I'm sure everyone has at least one person when they look back and they're like, why the fuck <laughs> did I, did I date that person? <laughs> like, Like, I actually can't, I can't remember one positive thing anymore from that relationship but of course right after you break up with them it's very hard and all you think about are the positives and so that third failure for me was that relationship in total Um, and just just the way that I allowed myself to treat myself while in that relationship I want to make it very clear Uh, this was not an abusive relationship Um, he did not do anything wrong other than just he just wasn't good enough for me which is totally fine that happens all the time but it was it was the way that i allowed myself to be treated and the way that i chose to treat myself in that relationship that is a failure to me um especially as someone who clearly as you are see meeting me now i am so capable of so much more um and so that really disappointed me in myself was that whole relationship um and part of that was, you know, he was a great distraction from my insecurities with who I was and how I actually felt about myself. And it was just easier to focus on him and his problems and try to save him from himself than it was to save me from myself. Um, so that leads to my fourth failure, which actually was because of this person I was in a relationship with. But again, he's not at fault for any decisions that I made. I made all these decisions. So there. I am at fault, uh, was I went to university. So I graduated college in 2017. Um, I did fitness and health at Humber in Toronto. I was there from 2015 to 2017. I met one of my bestest friends in the whole world there, um, still is today. Uh, And I met a lot of wonderful, really cool people. Um, And I learned a lot about the science of the body. And I learned that I genuinely do have a passion for health and fitness and the movement of the body. Um, But I am not the world's greatest personal trainer. Uh, It's not my calling. I'm a good personal trainer if I like you as a client. (laughs) If I think you're cool, if I think we could be friends, I'm an awesome personal trainer. If I don't like you, I am the worst trainer ever. And that means I'm not a good trainer. Because a good trainer can train anybody. So that's the number one thing I learned in college. Graduated college in 2017. This entire time I'm with that boyfriend that I don't understand why I was with him. Uh, The reason why that's important is because in 2017, I went right from college into university. Uh, Now, you should know the first failure in this university situation is that I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I wanted to go from college. I just knew that all the people that seemed to be successful were starting at college and going to university. And I knew that university would make my my parents, specifically my dad, really happy with me. So I went to the University of Toronto for psychology. Again, no fucking idea why I did that. And it only took me till about Christmas to recognize that I was sad. I was unfulfilled. I did not like my program. I was not going to be a psychologist. And I did not like university. Um, so the fourth failure is that I dropped out. Now, a lot of people are going to argue with that like they have because it happened and I've had these conversations with people and say that that's not a failure because it wasn't the right program. I was smart. I made the right decision. But here's the deal. okay? Can, can we forget all of the beautiful things people will tell you when you do shit like that and just look at the facts. I made a commitment to school. School's supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be easy. Most people are sad while they're in school. Most people are stressed. And I chose the easy route. That was, that was my, my mindset at the time, right? I was like, why am I here, away from my boyfriend, away from my family, away from my friends, spending all of my money. I'm stressed and I'm sad and I'm lonely. I could just go home. This is a failure to me because I know that if I had just stuck it out, I know there was a thousand different ways that I could have dealt with that situation. I could have changed my program. I could have moved because another problem was I didn't like my roommates. I could have just moved, right? But I held on to so many different, I held on to some pride in the wrong areas. And I was like, no, I am I am unwell and I need to go home. <sighs> so that's why it's a failure to me. Now, why it ended up being good was I went home, moved in with said boyfriend, realized that said boyfriend really was a fucking waste of my time and got out of that relationship got out of that relationship spent two weeks in my bedroom crying and not eating and feeling sorry for myself and then burst out of that bedroom like a fucking butterfly out of a cocoon and just fucking thrived i got back with my coaches dan and michelle and i got ready for another show i was like fuck it I didn't do the fitness bodybuilding thing for the longest time because I knew, A, he didn't really appreciate it or understand it, and B, I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to do it again, but I was so fucking mad. I was so mad at myself, so mad at how I treated myself for the last few years, so embarrassed. Honestly, it had nothing to do with him. I was literally just like, you actively watched yourself not be yourself, and you just fucking let it happen. So I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this if I'm going to be back living with my parents back in Belleville back working the same job I was working when I was in fucking high school if I'm going to be that person if I'm going to be the the university dropout living back at home I'm going to fucking do something so I did bodybuilding again I got back into it and oh my god I did not realize how much my soul missed sparkly bikinis and fake tans guys let me tell you that prep was the best prep I've ever done. It was the most positive experience. There was struggle, obviously, but it was like it was like I was awoken from this slumber, right? Like I recognized the entire time, if, even if I woke up having a bad prep day and anyone who's competed knows what that feels like. And I was like, okay, it's a bad day, but like you can't fucking complain or feel bad for yourself because you're literally paying somebody to do this to you. Right? So I just felt, more aware more aware of myself more aware of the world around me more aware of what i wanted from my life and what i was capable of and i just i i i was reintroduced to the version of shana that i was supposed to be and that show was wonderful it was super fun and it just like relit this fire and so now here we are it's been unfortunately it's been almost three years since that show because of fucking covid well it's been two years it'll be two two yeah it'll be two years um but that fire still burns so that first failure of of dropping out of university or that fourth one sorry it sparked a chain of events under the umbrella that is self-realization I guess you could say um and just learning a little bit to love myself just a little bit but then you always have things to work on, right? So, and the number one thing I'm noticing, if you're still with me in this rant, is each failure, the aftermath of said failure, allowed for me to learn something about myself that needed changing or fixing, or that needed flourishing. And because of the feeling of failure, coming from the whatever I had done, quote-unquote, wrong... I was able to use that to fuel whatever my new purpose was, right? So each failure ended up fertilizing the growth of some of my favorite parts of myself. And so this is where I get into the idea of success and failure because I would consider those four things... The number one failures in my life. At this moment time, I've got lots of time to make more, but the reason why this is now going to get a little bit muddied is because. So, what I also wanted to talk about was just like again, I'm sorry, guys. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. So, if you get tired of listening about it or hearing about it, you, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, I'm recognizing as someone who's so self reflective. This whole situation has just really got me in my own head, just trying to figure out what the hell this all means, what's supposed to be doing, what am I supposed to be doing, what am I supposed to be learning? Because as someone who thinks the whole world revolves around them (laughs) and is constantly trying to learn from challenges and failures, to me, this pandemic is kind of a failure, right? Because it has halted a lot of plans for a lot of people my age, it's, it's kind of put life on pause. And so you feel like you're not being successful, right? Like you're not moving forward, so you're not successful. But I didn't make this pandemic happen, so it can't be one of my failures. But if I define failure as the opposite of success, that would make this pandemic a failure in the story that is my life. Does that make sense? So where this is coming from is the second thing or sorry, the fifth, the fifth, quote unquote, failure that happened in my life was when the first lockdown happened last March and I had to go back home. I lost my job. I was evicted from my apartment. I didn't have any money. Um, I was swimming in debt from trying to live in Ottawa on a personal trainer's salary. Um, And. I was exhausted. I was so burnt out. I was so tired and I had nothing to show for it. And that's part of where that comes from is my inability to work smarter. I always have to work harder. So I am that person that will work 14 to 18 hours a day instead of taking the time to go to school um, and look at look for a career that will better my life and my future um, instead of just trying to work more hours and make more money at little to no, no paying jobs, if that makes sense. So I'm, I, the way I would describe myself before the pandemic is a hamster on a wheel. Working really, really hard, running really, really fast, super tired, not going anywhere. And so that whole first couple months of the lockdown was probably the lowest I've been in a long time. My, you know, body dysmorphia came back full force, um, my eating disorder you know dipped in and out a little bit just mostly the mental stuff i never pulled through on anything but a lot of this the negative self-talk came back um and a lot of it was stemmed from this just feeling of fucking failure of uselessness lack of success i was a fucking loser was back home i didn't have a job i didn't have an apartment everything i'd worked for was gone um and it forced me to sit alone with myself in the dark And I didn't have a boyfriend to distract me. I didn't have work to distract me. I didn't have school. I had nothing to distract me from all of the things going wrong inside my brain and inside my heart. And it forced me to look inward and actually work on those things. To look them in the face every day and work on them. And to this day... You know, and I I think for a couple years, I'm going to probably continue to say that that first lockdown was probably the worst and the best thing that has ever happened to me in terms of self-growth. Because I didn't realize how much of myself I was running from on my little fucking hamster wheel until the whole world was stopped and I had to really look at myself. And, you know, after my first the second show that I dropped out of so my first show taught me what I'm capable of the dropout of the second show taught me that I'm not an idiot and I'm capable of learning something I'm capable of using numbers and I'm capable of holding myself accountable in order to complete something right it taught me that school taught me that I really was passionate about my body and fitness and wellness and looking after yourself and movement my relationship taught me that it doesn't matter who your partner is or if you have a partner or you don't. If you aren't looking after yourself, you're never going to be happy. And the lockdown the lockdown forced me to fall in love with myself. I genuinely learned to love who I am. Right now, not who I'm going to be, not the potential that I have, but who I am right in this moment, I learned to love myself. And even when I'm having a bad body image day or a sad day or a you're a fucking loser day, that never goes away. I genuinely love who I am. And I genuinely respect who I am. And I genuinely trust that I'm going to be okay and that I will have the things that I desire and that I deserve because I just won't have it any other way. And I trust that about myself. And so now we're at this new ch- chapter 1.5, right? Lockdown 2.0. And. I'm at this place where I've done all of the things that I remember doing in the first lockdown. I even got new ones, right? And I put up a post about them. I was like, all right, these are the new things I'm doing. I have a morning routine. I'm back to my workouts. I'm doing cardio. I'm breathing. I'm spending more time in my own head. I'm in school. I'm reading. I'm doing all the things. And now I'm just living in the moment between starting the things and when you reap the benefits of the things. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard because I've already seen this lockdown bring me down low and then bring me up the highest I've ever been. And so a piece of me is expecting that to happen again. I'm expecting this is the low, or it was the low. I'm doing much better now. So it was the low, and now I'm on my way up. But then a part of me can't stop worrying about, well, what if that's not what's going to happen, though? What if this is the new me? What if this person who is happy one day and then sad for three days is the new me? And I, now it's almost like it's, it's almost like the second lockdown is testing the version of myself that I found in the first lockdown. Like, okay, so you claim to be totally in love and in trust with who you are as a person. So let's fucking do it again and see how well that stands up. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, The only thing I can do now is trust in who I am and what I'm capable of and trust that I will not allow this to be who I am forever. I will turn it around. I will be better. I will see the up spiral. It will happen. The upswing is coming. But I can only trust that because I don't know. And I have control over very little. And so the reason why I thought of putting these two together is because the word failure has a lot of negativity around it, right? But so far in my life, anything I've done that was quote-unquote failure led to the ultimate successes of my life, and they were right next to each other. They're basically holding hands. So I think it's changing the way that I look at making hard decisions or making quote-unquote negative or wrong decisions. Because I'm really questioning what it actually means to fail and what it means to be successful. And most people will tell you that success is subjective. So if success is subjective and failure is the opposite of success, then that must mean that failure is subjective too. In which case, we can decide what is failure and what is not. And so now I look at making those hard decisions and doing things that other people might consider to be failure, I look at them a lot differently. And so I'll give two other examples. And I didn't list them in my number one failures because like I said, my mindset is a little bit different now and I don't see them this way. But they are still difficult things to talk about. The first being getting back together with an ex. This is not the ex that I don't like, by the way. This is not the third failure ex. Um, He's long gone. Um, But many of you were around when this is just instagram not the podcast but on my instagram a lot of you were around when i first started dating josh and then when we broke up and then now we're back together and just for a second think to yourself about the last boyfriend you broke up with the last girlfriend you broke up with what the reaction from your friends would be if you were like oh uh me and what's her face or what's his face are getting back together right like there's always a little bit of why Or like, seriously, or come on. And especially for me, because I have the best getting back together rap sheet you ever did see. I get back together with every single one of my boyfriends. I always do. And here's the reason. Because a piece of me just can't shake that when you break up, like, (sighs) relationships are a two-way street. I'm going to get into a whole other conversation here. And I try my best not to, but let me put this in a short way. Rel- relationships are a two-way street. And as somebody who is obsessed with self-reflection and figuring out what I could do better, I always look at a breakup and I'm like, okay, what did I contribute to this? And then when the opportunity presents itself to get back together, to me, it's an opportunity to fix the things that I did wrong in with with the understanding that the other person will do the same. And if that's the case, if you're both just too genuinely young ridiculous people who have things to work on and you both genuinely love the other one you can come together and work on those things together right recognizing what you both screwed up in the relationship and what you both brought to the table in the first place now unfortunately not everybody thinks that way which is why nine is of a ten getting back together with an ex is not a good idea or just doesn't stem out the way that you think it is and i think that's where the negativity comes from is it's like it never turns out the way you think it's going to so like don't do it but actually. This is life, and you only get to live this life one time as who you are, right? I only get to be Shayna once. So I don't want to be Shayna wondering if her and Josh would have made it for the rest of my life, which is why I will always be the person that gets back together with people. And you know what? So far, it's probably the best decision I've made in a long time was getting back together with Josh. So what I'm saying is is when you do things that are hard – or that seem wrong or that people around you might disagree with you on or that might be taboo in society the only thing that happens from it is you learn right and i'm not talking about fucking murdering people or robbing things doing things that are like criminally wrong i mean just like things that are taboo things that you understand there might be some some g- gossip on or talk about, right? Like, oh, she dropped out of university. She dropped out of a show. She fucking got back together with her ex again. Like things you're like, oh, what are people going to say? If you just stop fucking worrying about what people are going to say and consider that you're just trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to build who you are. And maybe who you are is supposed to be with this person and you don't know unless you try, right? Just like who you are Isn't supposed to be in university, but you don't know unless you try. Who you are is supposed to be this person, or supposed to do this, or supposed to meet this person, and you won't know unless you try. And I don't know about you guys, but the only time I've ever had an epiphany like that is after making a decision or doing something that in the moment felt like a failure. And all this to say is, right now, I'm sitting in what feels a lot like a failure. I'm back home again, we're back in lockdown, I'm not really working out which is supposed to be my thing, I'm struggling with my body image and my self respect because I'm just like really feeling sad and down on myself because I'm supposed to be the happy person and I'm just not lately. I'm not working because they keep fucking closing the gyms. I'm not in Ottawa in my apartment that I was super proud of because without work, I can't afford groceries. So I'm back home with my parents. I'm fucking almost 25. I'm back home with my parents. I'm not working, but I am in school and I'm trying my best. (laughs) I'm eating my meals. I'm doing my workouts. I'm doing my cardio. I'm reading books. I'm breathing and I'm talking positively positively to myself and i'm doing my best and that's all we can do but it sucks it sucks because i can't see any of the benefits of what i'm doing yet so i'm currently living in the failure and i don't yet see the success that's supposed to be coming and it's fucking hard so if you're one of those people that thinks the way that i do Or maybe your life has kind of worked out the same way where every time you quote-unquote fail, success comes close. If you're living in this moment where you're sitting in the shit right now and you're just waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel, I'm fucking there with you. And unfortunately, all we can do is trust in ourselves. But if you don't trust yourself, let's, let's spin it around. If you've been listening to me for long enough and you trust me, And you trust that I always figure things out. Or things always seem to work out. Then trust me. okay? And I'm going to trust you. And at some point. I'm going to make a podcast. And it's going to be talking about how fucking great I feel. And how the darkness is behind us. (laughs) I don't know when that will be. But it will come. And I have to believe that. So that's all I have to say for today. A little bit of update on what I've been thinking about lately. Um. I think the next one I'm going to talk about is routines. Um, so if you listen to this, please let me know what you think. I do love the feedback. Um, thank you guys for being so patient with me. Unfortunately, these will be far and few between for the next couple of weeks. But once I'm back in Ottawa, they will be back to the regular scheduled timings. I promise. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for listening. I have been the least vain person ever the last couple of weeks. I barely look at myself anymore, and I am not ravishing who I am as a beautiful woman, and I'm disappointed in myself for that. So I am saying this out loud, not for you, but for me. Shayna. you are beautiful. You are capable. You are intelligent. You are desirable. And your vanity is always welcome here. Thank you so much, guys. I'll catch you in the next one.